From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. Edna's decision is a big setback for the president's health care law. The third largest health insurance company in the United States is pulling its plans from 70% of the Obamacare insurance exchanges it participates in. Aetna, it is just the latest of the major national health insurers to announce a pullback. United Healthcare and Humana already unveiled major cuts. Obamacare is in trouble again. And this time, it's not because another legal challenge is before the Supreme Court or that Republicans in Congress are voting yet again to try and repeal the law. Rather, Aetna, one of the nation's largest healthcare companies, announced this week that it is going to dramatically cut back its participation in the law because it's costing the company so much money. But then the Huffington Post reported that Aetna had told the Justice Department that if it didn't get approval to merge with another health insurer, well, then it might have to just stop offering insurance through Obamacare. If Aetna does follow through, then thousands of people who currently have health care are going to have to scramble to find coverage. So what is the future then of one of the president's biggest legacies? With me is Jonathan Cohn with The Huffington Post, who uncovered this letter from Aetna, and Tammy Luby with CNN Money. And Jonathan, to start with you, how significant is this announcement, period, that Aetna was going to withdraw from Obamacare? Well, there is a bit of a sky-is-falling narrative out there right now because we are hearing a lot of news about insurance companies dropping out, prices going up, Aetna is the latest. So, you know, I would say that this is one of a series of signs we've seen recently that there are some troubles in some parts of the country, and we need to sort of kind of wait it out a little bit, see what else develops. Yeah, but Tammy, what do we do when we see some of the largest health insurers in the nation saying, uh, we're going to have to cut back the number of people who get insurance through Obamacare. Oh, and by the way, we also want to really increase our premiums as well. I mean, that does seem to indicate that there is a problem with the law. Uh, What is this saying? It's true that once these large companies drop out of the market, there are fewer choices for people. There are now a growing number of states and counties where there's only one or two choices. And in fact, we now have our first county in Arizona, Penal County, Arizona, where there are no choices for next year. So state and federal regulators are going to have to figure out what to do about that. You know, but as Jonathan said, I don't think that the sky is falling. I think in the experts that I've spoken to, they generally say that this shakeout is expected. It's a three-year-old market. Nobody knew what the risk pool was going to be beforehand. Nobody knew how sick the customers were going to be. The insurers, of course, priced low because they wanted to attract the customers, and the customers turned out to be sicker than they expected. So, Jonathan, what exactly is going wrong? I mean, what is the problem that these larger insurers are facing? Tammy actually put it very well. Um, This is a new market, right? I mean, insurers have never had to sell to individuals one-on-one with these kinds of restrictions. So they're learning this system. And when they set their prices, they had to kind of guess, well, who's going to buy these policies? And what are they going to be willing to pay for them? And so they set prices and they said, all right, we're going to guess that we're going to get a customer base that looks like X with so many healthy people and so many sick people. And remember, the basic principle of all insurance, right, is you need healthy people to pay bills so that there's enough money for the sick people who run up the large, you know, medical expenses. Well, they guessed wrong a lot of them. And whether they guessed wrong because maybe they had bad data or maybe they were too optimistic or maybe they figured it would be a better deal and they didn't realize that customers looking at these products will say, I don't want to pay that much for insurance. I mean, whatever went wrong, they are getting uh, customers with more medical problems than they expected. They're not getting enough of the healthy people. And, and so that's an imbalance. They have to bring up their prices so that the money coming in matches the money going out. And what we are seeing now is that process playing out. And it's 
ugly and it's it's complicated and you know people who last year had a policy that cost not very much money are suddenly finding that this year the company is going to jack up the prices and at the same time they might be able to save a lot of money if they switch to another insurer but of course when they switch the old insurance company now they have a new problem because now they've lost a customer and this process is just going to churn for a while until they all kind of settle into some kind of equilibrium timing i see you're reacting here what, what's your well, what you- one, one thing to remember is also that 85 percent of americans don't don't pay the sticker price. So we see all Meaning of Meaning all of us who have jobs where it's paid for. No, no, no. I mean, in the Obamacare market, they have subsidies. There are about 11.1 million people in Obamacare for 2016 so far, and 85% of them have subsidies. So they actually don't pay more than 9.66% of their income. So yes, we see all of these scary headlines of these insurers that want to raise rates, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50%. But as long as you're buying the benchmark plan, you're going to pay less than 10% of your income for insurance. If you didn't pay a lot of attention to Obamacare, if you don't get your health insurance through Obamacare and you saw a lot of these headlines, you might think that the program is in a lot of trouble. So in the little bit of time that we have left, what is the future of it? I'll ask both of you. Jonathan, you start. Do remember, I mean, the number of Americans without health insurance has dropped to a historic low. Healthcare spending is rising at historically low rates. So in general, program's doing a lot of good. Um, it is going to take time to get these markets to work. There are real problems in several parts of the country. There are insurers struggling, so this needs attention. This is all sort of pretty standard fare when you try something this ambitious. It's going to take time, but it will work out. I agree. There's going to be a shakeout. You're not going to have all of the initial players in the market. There may be new players that are coming in. There are actually several new companies that are being created to start offering insurance in Obamacare markets in 2017 because they see it as an opportunity. So the prices may be higher, but remember the consumers have the subsidies to cover that, so it's not going to be so terrible for them. I think it's pretty much universally viewed, except for maybe some on the extreme margins of society, that Obamacare is here to stay. I mean, you're not going to kick 11 million people off of you know, their health insurance. And if you look at it, including Medicaid, if you include the young people who can stay on their parents' plan until they're 26, the administration says there are 20 million people who have insurance through Obamacare. How are you going to reverse that? It sounds like what you're saying is maybe we're seeing a big shakeup at the top with the really big companies that many of us know who are fortunate enough to have health care through our employers and that it's at a much, you know, more entrepreneurial, smaller level where there is insurance that's being provided. Yes, there are certainly smaller players. As always, small companies have trouble. You know, more than half of the co-ops that have been funded by the government to provide insurance have failed. But there are others that are coming in. That's why this is a market. They didn't want to make a public option. They didn't want to make this, you know, Medicare for everyone. So you have companies competing and some are going to survive and some aren't. And the larger companies are stepping out for now. But Aetna had said that they're willing to take a look at it again when there may be some changes, then it may be a more attractive market. Well, Tammy, Jonathan, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Tammy Luby is a senior writer at CNN Money, and Jonathan Cohn is the senior national correspondent at The Huffington Post. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC. 